Hello ladies and gentlemen, this is James Bell with Salt and Light Ministries coming to you again alive tonight. And well, I thank you for being here with me tonight just straight off gate. I just thank you for tuning in. I thank you for your, your heart that you have come here with tonight. As always, my intentions is not to speak my words or to be long-winded or to say things that will become offensive. But my main goal here tonight is to, number one, be obedient to God in the very words that He has spoken to me. The very next thing that my desire to do here is to is to bring forth a word that will be a change in your life, that it be a change in, 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 in everything that's around you, that will be a change in your work, that will be a change in your perspective, that will be a change in your marriage, that will be a change in your life. And with all of that said, all glory shall be given to God here tonight for everything that is spoken because I have not come tonight with, with any words that I have to speak, but the very words that God has placed upon my heart. I know that it's been a few weeks since we have come together, that we have uh, broken God's bread open here tonight and just dived into His heart. But nevertheless, we're here tonight and we just come to just to feast upon God's Word, to feast upon His heart, to feast upon His love, the very thing that will be a life changing to us. Hallelujah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'm already getting excited here. So I'm going to try to tone down just here just a little bit. And we're just going to move right on into prayer. And we're just going to allow the Holy Spirit to, to speak to each and every one of us here tonight. To say the very words that will be the words that we need to hear. You see, because I'm not on the end of this microphone by accident, nor are you on that end of the speaker by accident. You see, because right now is a divine appointment. A very time in, in your life and in my life to where God has chosen to speak to us. This very word, this very right now word, this word that will like we've already said twice here tonight, that it will be a life-changing word. You see, because if we could just let this word just sink, in, sink into our spirits and become alive in our flesh, man, the harvest that will come forth from this word. So again, without further delay, let's just move right on into prayer. And as always, as always, 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 we will invite Holy Spirit to be here. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Our dear glorious and heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you. Lord, we just stand here today, Lord, and all that you have done for us, all that you have saved us from, all that you have delivered us from, all that you have called us into Lord that you have called us out of the darkness that you have called us to walk in your marvelous light so Lord without you without your love without your spirit we're nothing 
But Lord, we thank you that you have placed your righteousness within sight of each one, Lord, that may be listening here tonight. Lord, and I pray that by the by the time that we finish up here tonight, if someone doesn't know you, Father, Lord, that they will come to know you. Lord, that they will take on the very challenge and the very glorious opportunity, Lord, to carry your name. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Have your way. Use my lips to speak the very words that you desire, Lord, for for me to hear. For each listener here tonight, Lord, for them to hear. A very word that will be life-changing. But Holy Spirit, we need you to open our eyes to see your word. To see the reality of your word. That our ears will be open to hear the very things that you desire to speak to us. And Holy Spirit, place within inside of us the very heart, the heart that can receive this word. Hallelujah. Lord, we just thank you, Lord. We glorify you. Lord, those that are listening here tonight, Lord, you speak to them, Father, as you have spoken here to me. So, Lord, as as just an empty and willing vessel, Lord, waiting to be filled and used by your holy presence, Lord, I submit myself to you. I submit my will. I submit my mind and I submit my heart. Lord, and I praise you, I glorify you, I thank you, and I honor you in the precious and the holy and the righteous name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you, Father. Lord, I just feel that I just need to take just a moment just to continue to glorify you to begin to just to continue to praise and to honor you in your position to honor you for your character to honor you for all that you have done for us hallelujah lord i thank you jesus hallelujah hallelujah thank you lord hallelujah Thank you, Father. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, without further delay, I've got a, I have quite a message here tonight to, to bring to us, us as in myself as well. You see, because <laughs> God provided the, He provided all of the uh, ingredients for this meal here tonight, but He chose me as servant to, to prepare it. And in preparation, I have been feasting off of it while I've been cooking, <laughs> if we could say it that way. But as I sit here and I, as I'm in study, and God has really been speaking a profound word, and and and, and I just want to be uh, 
uh, uh, let's just say I don't want to be politically correct. I want to be spiritually correct here when I'm speaking to you tonight is that each and every message that is brought forth from not just from me, but from each and every person that brings forth the gospel of Jesus Christ is bringing forth a word that is very vital to us and where we are, not just right now, but yesterday and tomorrow and forevermore. So the very words that are coming forth here tonight is a very word that that is very spiritual. It is very blunt and it's very down to the point. And some of you may like this word and some of you may not. But I did not come to be obedient to you, but I come to hearken to the very words that my Father has spoken to me. So without further delay, we're just going to move right on in here because we've already ate up about nine minutes of our time. And I have a very important word that, that I need to get across to each one of you that are listening here tonight. So without further delay, I want to come to you tonight with a very topic that will be so touchy to so many people as it's been a very word that has ministered to me as I was in prayer just the other day, Holy Spirit spoke to me and he said, son, you have become, you have become too comfortable in your relationship with our father. And some may would say, well, how, how did you respond to that word? I humbled myself. And I said, Lord, you're correct. And what more can I do than to be humble, to be godly sorrowful for the very acts of what I've done? Now, have I done anything wrong? Not in, the, not in the reference of what we would consider as being wrong, but the very thing that I have begun to neglect my relationship with God, that I have become too comfortable in it, places me back in a situation of where I need to be godly minded. So with the very topic here tonight, I'm going to come to you entitled with this, A Callous Conscience. And we're going to move right on into this. And, and, and as I sit here, Holy Spirit has, has asked me a question. And as always, is if the Holy Spirit asks me a question, it's not because He doesn't know the answer already. But it's the very fact that He is wanting me to find out what the answer is. So the very question of, of this is, what is sin? And as some of you are sitting right now that, that you may say, well, cursing is sin. You may say that idolatry is sin. You may say fornication is sin. You may say adultery is sin. You may say that lying is sin. You may say that a murderer is a sinner. And all of those above carry the same weight as a penalty. But the very 
the very attribute, the very thing that is considered of what sin is, is all in a nutshell, it is it is contrary and completely opposite of God's nature and His character. It's just simply the act or the thought of being or becoming disobedient. Disobedience to God, ladies and gentlemen. And there could be many other definitions of what sin is. But these were the very words that God had placed upon my heart. And I have a selection portion of scripture that I would like to bring forth here tonight. I actually have uh, quite a bit of scripture that I'd like to bring forward. You see, because I want you to know and I want you to understand that the very words that come forth here are based off of God's word. These are based off of God's heart. And these aren't anything that I just pull out of some book other than just the written Bible, the written word of God. But in Hebrews chapter 3, beginning with verse 7, Oh, let's just, let's just read this. Hebrews 3, chapter 3, verse 7. This is why the Holy Spirit says, Today when you hear His voice, don't harden your hearts as Israel did when they rebelled. When they tested me in the wilderness, then your, there your ancestors tested and tried my patience. Even though they saw my miracles for 40 years, so I was angry with them. And I said, their hearts always turn away from me. They refuse to do what I tell them. So in my anger, I took an oath. They will never enter into my place of rest. Be careful then, brothers and sisters. Make sure that your own heart are not evil and unbelieving, turning you away from the living God. You must warn each other. Uh, you must warn each other every day, while there is still today, so that none of you will be deceived by sin and harden your heart against God. For if we are faithful to the end, trusting God just as firmly. When we first believe, we, sh we will share all that belongs to Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, here the, the writer of Hebrew was, was bringing forth a, <laughs> a very blunt and to some may seem to be such a harsh word. But the very fact here is that the writer of Hebrew didn't say that, that they wrote it. They said this is why the Holy Spirit says in verse 7. You see for too long the children of Israel became calloused in their conscience. They began to over and over and over again portray the, the likeness and the image of this world. 
and my Bible tells me that the, the ruler of this world is Satan himself. And when we begin to portray those very characteristics, this is one in whom that we bow a knee to. This is one in whom that we serve. But as the writer of Hebrew continued that he said, be careful then in verse 12. And he said, dear brothers and sisters. So the very word that he was speaking to, to hear or to them was, was fellow believers. Those that were Christians, those that were saints, those that called upon the name of the Lord. Those that had left everything that they had to follow God. These are the very people that will enter into an eternal life with God. But yet the writer of Hebrews had to bring forth a reminder. And in the same essence as we sit here tonight, the, the Holy Spirit has spoke this word to James first. And as James brings forth the very word that Holy Spirit has spoken to me, that we are to remind each other day daily while it is still today and not tomorrow you see because tomorrow is not promised to no one right now is our opportunity right now is our time to carpe diem it is our time to seize the day to seize the moment to seize the opportunity to keep ourselves reminded not to be hardened at the very things that God has spoken to us. And I know I'm getting ahead of myself here just a little bit. But I want to go down and, and I really want to define what a callous conscience is. So if we could take these two words and we could just break them apart and bring forth a definition of each one. A callus is an area of your body that has hardened or thick skin. And a conscience is having knowledge of something or just to simply be aware. So as the very topic here tonight of a callous conscience is to, to have a hardened heart, to have a heart that is hard, in areas of our life that we know that God has been speaking to us. You see, I got I, I just I gotta say this because I'm hearing this in my spirit right now. How long, how long are we going to offer an excuse? How long are we gonna say, God, I'll do it tomorrow? How long are we gonna say, if I can just get through the rest of this divorce, if I could just finish having all of the fun that I want to have if I could just get through my teenage years if I could get through my 20s you see but ladies and gentlemen all these are is is that they're just they're just excuses that you're bringing before God You see, and how can we really bring an excuse to God when 
none of it even matters well preacher what do you mean that it 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 doesn't matter you see because the very the very thing that we said here tonight is that sin what is sin it is the it is contrary and complete opposite of God's nature and his character if we're doing things that we know is wrong if we're doing things that we know that God has not approved of if we're doing things that we know that Holy Spirit is speaking to us ladies and gentlemen I'm just going to walk right away from my notes here tonight and I'm just going to follow the uh, I'm just going to follow the full advice of Holy Spirit and what he has to say here tonight how often how often do we give God these excuses How often are they even legit? You see, because if I just really had to be honest here tonight, your your excuse is selfishness. You see, because you're not willing to, to walk away from everything that you think that you have before you now or things that you think may be to come. You see, the very fact is that we have nothing unless God gives it to us. And don't be mistaken that because Satan can create things and he can make things, you see, but anything that is of God is good. And there's nothing good for us outside of God. So ladies and gentlemen, you just need to take those excuses and you just need to throw them out the window and we need to fall upon our knees and have a repentful heart you see repent to repent just simply means to not just to make an about face or to to walk away from but it is a conscious decision to make a change that is manifested by the way that we act the way that we talk and the way that we walk hallelujah As we move on into the book of Isaiah chapter 1, the very next question that Holy Spirit had, had asked me was, how does God view sin? And I could sit here and I could tell you all of the answers that, that in the conversation that me and God had spoke on. But as I referred to God's word, because God's word is alive, it is alive and it is living in my life. It is the very thing that I partake of often. It's the very thing that I that I eat upon. It's the very thing that brings forth a an answer to all of not life's problems. but to everything that is in existence. Isaiah chapter 1 verse 10. Let's read here and let's let's see how God views sin. Listen to the Lord, you leaders of Sodom. Listen to the law of our God, people of Gomorrah. What makes you think I want all your sacrifices, says the Lord? I am sick of your burnt offerings of rams 
and in the fat of the fatted cattle. I get no pleasure from the blood of bulls and lambs and goats. When you come to worship me, who asked you to parade through your courts with all your ceremony? Stop bringing me your meaningless gifts. The incense of your offerings disgust me. As for your celebration of the new moon and the Sabbath, they are all sinful and false. I want no more of your pious meetings. I hate your new moon celebration and your annual festivals. They are a burden to me. I cannot stand them. When you lift up your hands in prayer, I will not look. Though you offer many prayers, I will not listen. For your hands are covered with the blood of innocent victims. Ladies and gentlemen, the very the very words here that God had spoken to the prophet Isaiah ladies and gentlemen this is how God views sin it disgusts him that he can't even look upon it he can't even hear you when you call out to him he hates our ceremonies. He hates us. If I could just say it this way, ladies and gentlemen, just to put everything in a nutshell. So many of us here tonight, we, we understand what a relationship with God is. But some people here are only acquainted to what a religion that they have of God is. You see, because the religion is just a, a viewpoint, it's the way that they view God. And as I'm reminded here in verse 11, he said, What makes you think I want all your sacrifices, says the Lord. Earlier in scripture, I believe it was the prophet Samuel had spoken to King Saul and said that, God, God's so much more desired obedience over a sacrifice. You see, because all of these other things were, they were just rituals. You see, but too often we have not obeyed the very word of God, the very things that he's been speaking to us time and time and time and time again. But yet we continue to offer the same excuse you see, because we have just become too selfish. Everything that we are doing is about me. Everything that we feel like we're facing in life is, is, is against you. You see, because when, when we view sin the way that God views sin, then we will respond to sin in the same manner that God responds to it. I'm reminded in my Bible in the book of Proverbs that excuse me, I, I, I don't have a pull up, but in the book of Proverbs, I believe it is the eighth chapter that that the fear of the Lord is to to hate sin, to hate evil to hate the very appearance of 
but yet we have come up with so many excuses see because if we want to view sin the way that God views it it's disgusting to him he hates it he didn't say that I hate the sinner he hates the sin he hates the very appearance of what is contradicting him what is contrary uh, contrary to him what is the complete opposite of him God hates and there's too many Christians out here today that are not viewing sin in the same perspective that God is and those that don't hate sin the way that God does has no fear of God ladies and gentlemen I ain't making it up I believe it's in uh, Proverbs chapter 8 verse 9 make that correction Proverbs chapter 8 verse 13 for all who fear the Lord will hate evil Therefore, I hate pride and arrogance, corruption, and a perverse speech. You see, and here we are. I'm just going to get ahead and, and put this out here. That so many people, and let's just even be honest here, Christians that are celebrating something in which they, that they call Pride Month. You see, but the very thing here is that God says that he hates pride. and we're just going to leave that there for you to chew on ladies and gentlemen I love I love each and every one of you here tonight I thank you for all of those that have joined in and so often times that there are people that Christian folk Christians saints that feel like that they can live life without consequence that they can live a life of sin without consequence but Paul is swift to remind us in the book of Galatians chapter 5 verse 19 when you follow the desires of your sinful nature the results are very clear they are sexual immorality impurity lustful pleasures idolatry sorcery hostility quarreling jealousy outbursts of anger selfish ambitions dissensions divisions envy drunkenness wild parties and other sins like these let me tell you again as i have before that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of god so ladies and gentlemen it's time for us to to get our priorities in order it is time to live the life that God has called us to live it is time for us to quit bringing excuses before God's throne and it's time for to, for us to walk in every essence and every statue of God's word that he has called us to walk in hallelujah And in closing here tonight, I want to I want to bring one more portion of scripture to you. 
Matthew chapter 7 verses 21 as we have already spoke about this very select scripture in in times past and in in other episodes but to end the very word that God has laid upon my heart the very thing that that God has spoken to James himself for James to walk in and as I place forth the challenge as as the writer of Hebrews to to remind each and every person of this today while there still is today so in Matthew chapter 7 verses 21 not everyone who says to me Lord Lord shall enter the kingdom of heaven but he who does the will of my father in heaven many will say to me in that day Lord Lord have we not prophesied in your name cast out demons in your name and done many wonders in your name and then in verse 23 and then I will declare to them I never knew you depart from me those that work iniquities and I would like to clarify that there's a difference between an iniquity and then there's a difference in a sin And iniquity is the act of sin that has that is no longer convincing that it's no longer convicting that you have you have become calloused in your decisions to walk against the very statues of God to walk against the calling that God has called you into ladies and gentlemen when we practice iniquity we have shook the conviction that is it's no longer for us to to do wrong or or that what we're doing is no longer wrong you see and if we don't follow if we don't follow every instruction of God all the way down to the the very period or the exclamation point or the comma then we haven't been completely obedient and it places in a situation where we are disobedient so ladies and gentlemen tonight and just in closing I thank you that you have been here tonight I've only spoken what I have heard my father speak I have brought forth no other word other than what has been spoken to me and into my life and into my heart and into my spirit hallelujah Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for us to, to take the charge that has been placed before us. To love God with all of our heart and with all of our mind, with all of our soul. And the very word that Jesus said, he said, he said that if you love me, you will keep my commandments. what better thing could he had spoken to us you see because we can we can never really question how much God loves us because he displayed it upon Calvary he displayed it upon Golgotha and it was on display for not just all of the world to see 
but for all of the world to receive. I pray that if you don't know God as your as your Lord, your master, what better opportunity is there to to call upon his name, to ask him to come into your life, to take up your cross and to follow after him? You see, I'm not going to sugarcoat it here. He, he, he never said that it would be easy. But he promised that he would go with us all the way to the end. And as we read in, in earlier scripture, in Hebrews chapter 3 verse 14, he said, For if we are faithful to the end, trust in God, just as firmly as when we first believed if we will be faithful as we first believed when we first asked God to come into our life to cleanse us up to wash us to make us white as snow if we live in that same faith if we live in that same act if we live in that same uh, fear of God all the way to the very end, ladies and gentlemen. All the way to the day that, that He calls us. When our numbers have been called. Or when He comes back for the church. Whichever one it may be. But He's called us to be faithful all the way to the end. Ladies and gentlemen, let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you, Lord, that the very words that you have given me here tonight to speak, to bring forth, have been the very word that has been bubbling in my spirit for quite some time now. And as you gave me the go-ahead or, or that you gave me the green light to, to, to pull this microphone to my mouth tonight to bring forth your word, to declare the very gospel of Jesus Christ, the gospel of the kingdom of heaven. Lord, as this word has penetrated, as it is continuing to penetrate, you see, because, Lord, tonight, Lord, Lord, not only did you give us something to drink in our cup, and food on our plate, Lord, but you gave us an abundance here tonight. You have reminded us all of so many things, all of the callers that you have called us into, and every commandment that you have placed before us. So, Lord, as we have asked that our eyes would be open, our ears would be open, Lord, we know that you have given us the heart already. Because if anyone is still sitting here right now and they're still listening, God has already spoken to them. God has already dealt with them in the manner that He desires to. So Holy Spirit, in closing, I pray that, that this very word would continue to minister to us, Lord, here, not only tonight, but Lord, as when we lay down to go to bed, when we wake up in the morning, when we get in the shower, when we drive to work, when we work, when we eat lunch, when we drive home, 
when we're sitting with our family, Lord, that this very word becomes burning inside of each one of us so strongly. Lord, that we would heed the very warning that was given to us in the book of Hebrews to remind each person daily. Lord, remove the calluses from my heart. Remove the scales from my eyes. Because, Lord, I want to be tender before you. That when you speak the very word to me, Lord, to go, Lord, I'll go. That I will no longer bring forth or, 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 or just give you an excuse for, for this or that or the other. But Lord, I thank you, Lord, that you have given me this opportunity, Lord, in my life to bring correction. So Lord, we thank you as we separate and we part ways, Lord, with one another. But yet, Lord, we are still joined in spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Lord, we ask it all in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, I know that this has been very lengthy here tonight, but I told you that the Holy Spirit had so much that He desired to say in such a small time frame. But I believe that He spoke every word that, that we needed to hear right now. So I thank you for joining in and inclining your ears to the voice within inside of my voice. I pray that we will meet here once again. I will try not to let it be more than three weeks next time. <laughs> but I do thank you for those that are loyal, those that come back each and every time to hear the very voice of God. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, God bless you and I love you. Good night.